This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. British Columbia has some of the toughest drunk driving laws in Canada. A lot of people know that. A lot of people support it too, but... Here's a real doozy for this one. Try to wrap your head around this one. A BC woman was recently slapped with a 90-day immediate roadside prohibition for being intoxicated in a moving vehicle. Now, here's the kicker, though. She was not the driver. She was a passenger. The driver was sober. That's right. She got collared for being a drunk passenger in the vehicle how can this possibly happen let's check in with sarah lehman now criminal defense lawyer with the sarah lehman law group and the woman who was uh got the 90-day irp here is her client sarah thanks for coming on thank you for having me okay i can barely believe this that this is possible but tell me the story how did this happen Well, you and me both. I have to say, when my client contacted me and told me this story over the phone, I could barely believe it. And it wasn't until I got the police report and confirmed her story from that end that, you know, I was even more appalled. But essentially what happened was that my client and her husband went out to a Christmas party, had a few drinks, and then their 22-year-old son came to pick them up from the party and give them a safe, sober ride home. When they hit a roadblock on the way home, the officer saw that the driver was completely dead sober, but then pulled my client out of the vehicle. She was sitting in the passenger passenger seat at the time and made her submit to a breath test. Wait a second. A breath? She's a passenger in the vehicle, and she has to do a breath test? She wasn't driving, though. I know. That's exactly it. Now, the officer has said that one of the reasons he decided to do this was because her 22-year-old son has a novice license, and the officer was of the opinion that she wasn't able to properly supervise him. Now, the kicker here is that a novice driver in this province doesn't need a supervisor. That's only reserved for learner licenses. So a novice driver has no requirement that anybody be supervising them while they're driving. Okay, and was he in fact a novice driver? He wasn't. He didn't have an L. He was a novice driver. That's correct. Is that right? Okay, so you don't need. Now, is that if, what if he was a learner? Would that have been illegal? That if if the 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 person supervising him as a learner had been intoxicated, well, would that be illegal? Well, I mean, a learner license is supposed to have a person supervising them over 25. I mean, I think this all comes down to a matter of police discretion. I think that we have to make sure that we're deterring impaired drivers. But if a person is taking steps to make sure they have a safe and sober ride home, even in a case with a learner driver, I would make the argument that the officer would not or should not hand out a 90-day immediate roadside prohibition. Okay, but if it's a novice driver like we have in this case, it's pretty it's pretty much a slam dunk then. I mean, they don't have to have a a supervising a supervisor. They they definitely do not, but I mean okay. the difficulty here is that my client is without her license for 90 days. Right now she's prohibited from driving and her family is well without their vehicle. This is a family vehicle. Everybody in the household relies on it to get to and from work, and so their entire household is now disrupted. Okay, this is a wild case. I mean, how did this uh how did it come about that she was asked to produce a breath sample in the first place? I mean, what, was she being um, was she being uh, belligerent with the officer or something? Like, I, I'm just trying to imagine why an officer would ask for a breathalyzer from a passenger. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a really great question. There's absolutely zero indication that this was anything but a completely routine check stop. It was the officer who started questioning my client about whether she drank or not. And, of course, she was forthcoming and said, yeah, I did. This is my designated driver. This is my safe ride home. Yeah. Right. Okay. What about the husband? He He was drinking, too. Was he in the back seat? He was in the back seat. The officer felt that um, it would be inappropriate to give him a ticket, ironically, because he felt that he was too far away from the gears and there was no possibility that he could reach them. Whereas he has said that he was of the opinion that because my client was sitting in the passenger seat and the vehicle was, in his opinion, small, she could have reached over and grabbed that steering wheel. Wait a minute. Okay, so... Wait a sec. So she's sitting in the passenger seat and the cop is saying, I'm going to ring you up for drunk driving because, what, you're so drunk you may have lunged over and grabbed the wheel from your own kid and tried to drive the car, you know, steer the car over. I don't get it. Yeah, essentially, that is the officer's evidence that I've been provided. So, I mean, this is disturbing. It's so disturbing on multiple levels for us to see that people are taking uh, very, very reasonable precautions to make sure that they're not posing a threat to public safety. And then these types of things are being handed down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have you ever heard of a case like this before, Sarah? Like someone, a passenger in a vehicle gets rung up? Not at all in these circumstances. And I have been doing this for the better part of a decade now. I've actually been representing people with immediate roadside prohibitions since the day the law came out. So I have never seen a circumstance like this before. And again, I find it deeply disturbing. Okay, how does that 90-day prohibition work? Does that mean she can't drive for 90 days? That's right. We are currently in the process of having it reviewed. So hopefully my client will have her license returned in the new year. But still, this is going to be a number of weeks at least where she's unable to drive and the family's without a vehicle. Plus, she's on the hook for paying for legal services, which she otherwise definitely shouldn't have. Okay, what about the vehicle? Was the vehicle seized? It was. It's currently impounded for 30 days. Wow. Okay. So they took the car away right there. What did they have to do? Call a cab? Yes, that's right. And so everybody had to take a cab home at the end of the day. Um, Again, you know, this is just a complete overreaction, in my opinion, by police. And it really just shows a a very severe lack of discretion. Where did this happen? Vancouver or where? No, it was out in the Kootenays. So, uh, yeah, so it's interior. Um, But, I mean, this is something that we certainly don't want to see being adopted anywhere else. Okay, so this is like, what does this mean, though? Does this set a strange precedent that means if you're a a drunk passenger in a vehicle, you you could be rung up on a drunk impaired charge? Well, that's the troubling aspect of this, is that if this is how officers are going to be interpreting our drunk driving laws in this province, we have some real problems. Um, Again, I find it disturbing that we have somebody who acted responsibly, took all of the right steps, and still ends up with what is really, at the end of the day, a DUI charge. So this is just very, very troubling for me. Again, it's a trend that I certainly don't want to see repeated again. That's wild. So what are your next steps here? You just plead not guilty to it, or how do you fight it? Well, my client has already filed for the review, and we have a hearing date set early in the new year. It will go before an administrative tribunal, and an adjudicator will decide whether or not this prohibition was validly issued. Okay, well, we're going to have to check in with you later on this one. I want to find out how this uh, this story ends up. Sarah, thanks for sharing it. Thank you so much for having me on. You bet. That's uh, Sarah Lehman, criminal defense lawyer.